0: Welcome to the Today Well Live podcast. I am your host, Drew Garcia. And it's been a while since our last episode. We were last recorded in November of 2019, which ended up being a repeat of 2018. We went strong there for a few months. In eighteen. actually we went strong most of the year in 2018, but then around November, uh, we gradually fell off and then didn't reconvene until about uh middle of 2019 with Pablo and JCT and uh I think November is just a tough month to get together um especially when you have multiple ca- uh calendars to try to accommodate so it just happened again and then we the early onset of 2020 JCT Pablo and I got together and we were discussing our plans to get back on and start recording again and we weren't sure exactly what we we're going to do. There was talks about us creating something new, um, and then uh, it ch- we just that the project just fell to the side for a bit, and then coronavirus hit us. So um, there hasn't been much conversation going on. Not that it was at the time when all of this started to happen, but it meant that we put the brakes on and I've been in isolation for about a month now. I stopped, I think the last day I went to work was March 15th. I've been in an office once or twice to pick stuff up and leave leave stuff behind, but primarily I've been home, working from home at a reduced uh, number of hours, but still staying busy. And... I had the equipment here at the house to try to do, to be able to do something with it. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a solo episode and see how it goes. And see if it's still worth doing. So, I didn't get a chance to talk to Wes or to Pablo or JCT about it. So, uh, this is probably... (laughs) It might be a surprise to them when they hear this, if they're here. um, They may not even be subscribed to their own podcast anymore. So anyhow, I just wanted to get on here and really just start to record because I think this is an important way or good way to connect with people because I think for me, one of the hardest things about being in isolation, trying to protect myself and the ones that I love is... It's just not being able to kind of get out and really see people, hug people, uh, be in the same space with them without really being paranoid about what you might bring home if you get sick. So I wanted to get on here and try to connect in a different way than I have been able to get behind the microphone and talk to those people that are all over the world experiencing this and I don't know <laughs> I don't know how it's going for you I see the news and it's it's tough I think yesterday was probably the hardest day for me out of all these days last week was really hard you know being home I was losing focus I was having a hard time just getting my work done and not being the best version of me so I want to say to all of our listeners across the world, because we do, you know, we joke about it, but we we're getting regular listeners from Spain and from um I think we had some in England and we've had some from Canada, Australia, all over. I just wanna say that I'm we see it we see the struggle that you're going through. We're going through our own. And we hope that you guys are okay and that you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourselves and to take care but the take care of the people that you love. What is this all meant for for me? Um it's it's scary because I'm turning 40 in a couple of months in about less than 2 months now. And um you know, I'm a diabetic and I'm at higher risk uh, because of my weight, obesity. And, um, so potentially, um, if I were to get this, I don't know how I would respond. Nobody really does until they have it. So best thing we can do is to stay healthy as we can and try to avoid it. and But that's not really what scares me. What scares me is, is, is getting it and then spreading it to other people, especially people that I love. People like my parents that are, Both in their 70s My dad's almost 80 And um, My dad's got Relatively good health For his age And he smokes For many years And my mom's a diabetic High blood pressure So if they got it I mean who knows Who knows what it would mean But The best thing we can do Is just Stay home And try to make the best Of whatever is going on the situation um, that we have for the moment and just have patience because I don't know I can't speak for other people but for me when this started to hit early on I was convinced that this is going to be a long time not 4 weeks not 16 weeks in my mind I, I thought you know maybe the end of the year and I don't know why I why I think that I think part of it is just me preparing myself for a long stay you know getting a um, setting out the bar so far so that I don't get frustrated when four weeks goes by and we're still locked up here um, I really wish it don't it, it's not that long but if it is I'm prepared for it I guess in, in my mind Lord knows what happens if it goes past that that imaginary time frame in my mind. I might be singing a different tune. But I want to circle back. So yesterday, and one of the reasons that I got on here today is because yesterday, I thought it was fine. I mean, it's not like I'm walking around with my head in 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 my hands sad, but I was watching this Global Citizen thing. And I have to tell you that the last week last two three weeks, my sleep patterns have been very off, but this last week uh there was at least one or two sorry at least two or three nights where I never got to bed, I just couldn't fall asleep, and then um, I would nap in the afternoon, so then it was it was almost like I was jet lagged And so it was it was it was affecting me quite a bit. I'm um, at work. I'm working from home. I'm blessed to be able to work from home and and do what I can to help uh, work get things done. And uh it's not like I haven't worked from home before, but this you know trying to focus while you're you know deprived of sleep. I've never had children, so I don't know what it's like to be sleep deprived in a parent. And uh, this is, must be a little window into into that. So, I um, um, so yesterday Sunday, I hadn't fall, I couldn't fall asleep the night before. I had a little thing that I had to move. I had a storage unit that I needed to empty um, because um, I was paying for it. And I thought, you know, I've I really got to reduce expenses right now while things are kind of up in the air. So I went and I did that. I got home. I was really tired, obviously physically, and then, you know, sleep. So I did take about a two-hour nap, uh, even though I was trying not to. And that's one of those hardest things to do, especially like when you're jet lag or your your clock is upside down. Is when your body finally does want to sleep, and you have to fight it because, you know, that if you stay, <laughs> if you if you sleep too long, uh, it's the cycle starts all over again. You you stay up again you wake up really late again, or you don't get any sleep at all. It happened to me in 2012. I had gone to Hong Kong to visit my sister who was living there for five years. And when I got there, <laughs> um, I was so jet-lagged that I fell, literally fell asleep on my brother-in-law while we were riding on a on a ferry uh, from Hong Kong City to the island where she was living. And I adjusted to the time zone there relatively quickly but when I got back it took me almost a month because I just didn't have the discipline Uh, I kept um, taking naps in the middle of the day and then um, you know staying up all night so it took a long time and I finally got I I finally just had to take the reins and and say you're going to stay awake it was one of the hardest things to do so um, I bring this up because I, I wonder if I'm wondering if there's a connection to the sleep deprivation in a way and what I was feeling later that afternoon. So yesterday I was I was groggy, I woke up, I had something to eat and then I sat down to watch some TV and they've been advertising this Global Citizen show for a while. You know, where... It's on all. It was on all three major networks, plus a bunch of the cable channels, YouTube, uh, Twitter, etc. And they had the three like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert hosting. And it had already started. It was about an hour in, so I, I just happened to have the D V R was the D V R was recording it, and I rewinded it and started watching it, and. <laughs> I started to I started to tear up but not in a way like I like I wasn't crying like I wasn't boo-hoo-hooing but I just like tears would just start to roll from my eyes and mostly when I would see images of say like children being taught, taught at home their teachers interfacing with them or there would be images of nurses um with the marks on their faces from their face masks and or their PPE and um, kids playing with um, I don't know just the images those were really hitting me and it wasn't the, here's the thing it's not like I hadn't seen it all week or all month you know these images kept rolling into um, as I would watch t- TV throughout the week so it wasn't like I was seeing it for the first time um, but they, something about the moment just really got to me. Like, I just kept having tears roll from my eyes. And I, <laughs> I reached out to my, I reached out to a friend and I told them and they were like, they were in a bad, they're bad mood too. So I think it was a combination of stuff of just the culmination of being tired. Um, and probably being, having a lot of anxiety over what's been going on, you know, and, Eating poorly for the past three weeks, three to four weeks now, but I was really in my emotions. I just couldn't, and like I said, I wasn't crying, like I wasn't boo, like hooing but I was just tearing up, and I think it was, it was just getting to me. I couldn't control it. I think that was kind of the weird thing. I said it wasn't rising to the level of all out bawling but it was like this low level pain that was just emerging from my eyes and I just I couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. And you know, I wonder about this. You know, years ago I I read about I wish I could remember what country it was. But it talked about how Help different cultures deal with grief And there was this culture from the country And I can't remember which one it was But their tradition is to All out Cry, scream And when their person dies And having their funeral they, They're very emotional They're very outwardly emotional Crying and screaming And <laughs> Not not laughing to make fun of it But it's just it's, they, they, they fall on the ground And they just can't believe what's going on You know, I wonder if that's a better way. You know, when my nephew passed away, and I've had different people pass away in my life, I've gone to a lot of funerals, unfortunately. You know, because you're a man, you're taught that, that you're not supposed to cry, and you're supposed to try to get a hold of it. And I wonder if it's better to just allow yourself to feel the pain. To, to let go of those tears To let them out I wonder if If you could do that If the time That it takes to go You know The amount of pain Gets better after a while Or sooner I should say I don't know There's a lot of death right now A lot of people A lot of families who have lost somebody, and uh, you know, I hope I hope my family doesn't become one of them. I don't want to lose somebody. So, so what do we do? How do I help people? Get through this. I'm trying to. I'm doing this to help myself. But how, what can I say or what can I do to try to help people get through this tough time? And I don't think there's anything I can do other than then just to get on here and talk to you and try to give you something for a moment to resonate. So, you know. And then the question is, do I lean into what's going on? Or do I try to talk about things that are completely separate and apart from the coronavirus COVID 19 epidemic? Because I know that there, I've caught myself at times where I'll watch a movie or a TV show or I'm online messing around. Like, I'm not a gamer. I think I've talked about how in the past, about how when I was a kid, I was really into video games, but then there was this experience where I got turned off. But on them and I've just in general have always been bad at games and like I've never really played games on my phone every once in a while I would download one play it for about a day and then get rid of it but I've been playing this Facebook game it's called The Thug Life on Facebook it's um, I've gotten really into it and I wonder if I should stop but the reason I bring it up is because in those moments I forget about what's going on, even if it's for just in 20 minutes that it takes me to play the game, or you know, I, and I, I come out of it I'm like, oh, that's right, we're going through this. So I don't know. I, I just want to try to. I think we're just going to play it by ear. I'm going to ask Wes and Pablo and JCT if they want to record their own episodes. We're not going to get together, and we've never done the Zoom thing. Or to try to do the the, the remote, um, you know, two-people remote podcast type thing. And I don't know if it's a good idea because it's just always been so awkward to me, right? The audio is always really off and there's always some sort of a delay. It's just not the same as talking to somebody online. Sorry, talking to somebody in person. But maybe we'll give it a try and there's going to be some technical difficulty because it isn't easy to... I don't know how to do it, is what I'm saying. So maybe we'll give it a shot and bring some more content. But, um, you know, one of the big concerns Wes has always had with the show is is having people be able to, to kind of have a general understanding and ex- expectation of what to expect when you listen to the show. I've never thought is it is as important. We've disagreed on that, but I get his point. Um, right now, I think though We're just going to experiment And see where it takes us And uh, This is where feedback would be fantastic Because You know, if we get some consensus On what what kind of content you're looking for You know, maybe we can Maybe we can accommodate so, But for right now um, I think in general, the idea is to try to try to to communicate solidarity with each other and um and just be a voice to 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 be able to turn to like i know that i know <laughs> i'm a i'm a big podcast listener right I listen to a lot of podcasts not a lot of podcasts, but I listen to a lot of hours of podcasting. And sometimes you just need a voice of the night to listen to while you fall asleep. It's funny, I put on podcasts a bunch. Um, and then I realized that, you know, I never really get past 15 minutes if I'm falling asleep at a normal pace. Uh, it's when I put them on and then I listen to like three or four of them. And because I can't fall asleep that that I realize that there's a, there's a balance there. So, anyway... I'll do my best. So for so, what I want to say is that I want to try to deliver solidarity and uh, positivity, because quite frankly, this sucks. It really does. It really sucks a lot. And the only thing that make it worse is to have a bad attitude about it. So if I can bring a little bit of positivity into your day, evening, or whatever time you happen to be listening to this, to, to this, I'll. Be more than happy to to try. So, so it's Sunday night as I'm recording this, uh, and so getting ready for another week. And right now, I'm speaking to those people that are working from home, that have had to learn how to be productive. It's not easy. If you've done it before, you know. And if you've never have, you're finding out that it really takes something special. Um, Not something special. It really takes um, effort to be productive in the things that you do. Because I can tell you both as a former employee who's worked from home and a former boss, manager, who's worked from home and managed people that have been working from home is, your boss is wondering, you know, this guy's at home. Is he just chilling on the couch all day? You know, answering my calls and sending emails when he has to. Is he getting the things done that he's supposed to be getting done? And listen, I was guilty of this this week. I, I was standing, sitting here in front of my laptop every day and not getting the stuff done. Not because I wasn't sitting here and not doing it. It was just because my head was somewhere else. And the things that I was doing were just going really slowly, really slowly. And I need, I need to get it together because, you know, otherwise I need to step is, is to, you know, talk to my boss and say, maybe we need to reduce the hours even more. And I just can't afford to do that. So I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I got to get back, back on the ball. So my number one piece of advice is for are brand new to working from home is. Set a list in front of you of the things that you realistically think you could do on a normal day at work in the office with all the tools that you don't really had. And then break them down. Break them down into smaller pieces and get the get the um you know, take take the 15-minute approach where you say, Okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm gonna work on this task. Um and usually what happens when you do that is that you, 15 minutes go by, you blow through it 30, 40, whatever amount of minutes, and then you get done. But if it's terrible, like if you're doing 15 minutes and it's like, wow, man, this is a long 15 minutes. At the very least, when you're done with those 15 minutes, you can say, okay, now I'm going to move to this other task. And then in a half hour, I'm going to come back to it. And I'm going to do another 15 minutes and another 15 minutes after that. And then before you know it, you've put in an hour, an hour and a half getting... And getting this thing done. And then there you go. The other thing I recommend is putting on some heads, headphones and kind of tuning out everything else. Don't turn your TV on. If you don't know how to separate uh, work and home, and this is one of the hardest things about home, and especially to all those parents out there who suddenly don't have school to send their kids to, or a nanny to be able to help them. So you're trying to work I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know, but you're trying to work and now your kids think you're home. Even though you need to be um, locked and loaded and and focused in on work, your kids see you, they want to play with you, they want to bother you, they want something, and they think that, you know, they see you, so they they come and they talk to you. (laughs) So if you can, isolate yourself into a separate part of the house, lock the door, and you got to treat it like you're at work. If you can, if you're in a small space, um, yeah, that's much harder, but you got to figure out how to do it. Listen, you're, you guys got to figure it out because you, you know, you're the parent and kids are demanding to be sure. Um, but you know, got to figure out whatever it is you got to do to lock into that type of thing. Maybe you only work during the times that they were asleep. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to pretend like I would know what this is like, but whatever it is, you got to figure it out and I'll leave it at that. So um, try to be, try to be as effective as you can. And here's, here's the tip. And I've told this to, I've told this to people before, long before coronaviruses, that when you work at home, when you work remotely, you have to be really good at telling people what you're doing because uh, otherwise, no one else will. No one else can see you. So you have to be proactive and say, "Hey, uh, here are the things that I'm going to do today. Here's here's what's on my horizon," and making sure that that matches up with what the expectations at work are. At, right? Because let's say you're you're focused on task A, but your boss thinks you're working on task B, expects you to be working on task B, and you're doing you're you're over here killing it at task A. Uh, then suddenly an hour, you know, hours go by, the day went by, two days went by, and task A is done, but your boss is expecting task B. You know, it creates, uh, it can create a, uh, feeling of miscommunication, anger. So, you know, I think the important thing, and this goes, this goes both ways. If you're a manager, you should be getting together with your employees and saying, okay, guys, what are we working on today, right? What are we working on today? Let's get on the same page. Let's get that team effort because, you know, you know, regular check-ins are... It's, and this is not micromanaging, right? This is really just saying, what are we doing today? Given the resources that we have and what we can accomplish today, what are we going to be p- pulling on together today? You know, it's really important. It's really important because then... You have to be able to to figure out. All right, what's slowing it down? You know, is there something I can do to help this person? So, it's not going to be perfect, guys. It's there's there's lots to do, and um, anyhow, you you know, I trust you guys will experiment and figure it out. So, um, if you're listening to this, it's Monday, maybe. I want to encourage you to, you know find yourself a space in your house where you can work, block out the distractions, maybe put the headphones on, put some music on, music that you can... Sometimes it's uh, it's important to put on music that kind of can fade into the background. I personally am a big fan of the West Wing. And I can listen to the West Wing with no video. And it becomes like white noise to me. I can listen to it. It also puts me in a, in a specific mindset. Um... That allows me to work and focus very well So for me, it's the West Wing Unfortunately They're going to move that out of Netflix and So I don't know what I'm going to do But, you know Sometimes classical music can, can work It works for me as well Sometimes like hip hop, like lo-fi hip hop I know Wes does that He listens to a lot of lo-fi hip hop while he works And um, Just figure out whatever it Whatever works for you And let's get it done Now, I want to circle... Before I end this, and I never thought I'd be able to speak for over 30 minutes. We're running up on that. Um, Listen, uh, for me, it's been very difficult because I've been eating very poorly. Not only have I abandoned keto for the moment, uh, because I just have to be very careful about the, the amount of... the type of... what I spend my money on. Um... Because number A, there's less of it right now. And number two, um, I am very concerned about food supply in the sense that, you know, I don't want to seem like an alarmist, but there's a possibility that food runs very low at some point. So I'm treating this like, hey, you need to make wise decisions about how to spend the money to get the most bang for your buck, right? Right. So, what does that mean? That means buying things like rice and beans, things that I would never normally, never, normally never touch on a ketogenic diet. So, right now, I need I have abandoned the ketogenic diet for the moment. But now, what I need to do is number one, I need to get things under control, portion control, and just not eating as much or as often. Because, quite frankly, I am eating when I am bored right and that's bad that's terrible i don't know how many pounds i've gained um but you know i can guarantee you i have and so i think portion control and i think i'm going to jump on the fasting fasting uh bandwagon with pablo and just do more of that even though um even though we're eating uh sugars and starches um we can help keep that uh, at bay the the damaging effects at bay by fasting 12 15 16 hours a day or every other day to try to try to improve to make the best out of a bad situation so um but more on that as we go along um if you've gotten this far with me on a solo episode i want to thank you for taking the time to listen And I want to send out a big hug, big virtual hug to all my loved ones, family. I miss all of you. I wish that the one thing that I'm looking forward to when all this is over is being able to see you all in the same room and hug you as tight as I can, like I've never tugged you before. Because who knew that the number one thing That we would miss is just getting together. So. I look forward to that day. And I have that day in my mind's eye. A very specific picture of that. That I'm looking forward to. And I hope you are too. So with that. I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys. And hope. That you're out there. Taking care of yourselves. Taking care of the ones that you love. And figuring out what you got to do to keep yourself healthy so anyhow for the moment that's it take care of yourselves this is Drew hoping that you're having a nice Sunday night and you'll have a good week